Is this cue the dog time or what? Greetings in the name of the Most High. Um, yeah, just doing some reading. I was reading in Ezekiel here, and uh, I can tell you when I get my flashlight. Um, I think it was Ezekiel 31. Please turn that. Oh, gosh. I hear myself across the room. Yeah, Ezekiel 31. Just about... Um, and and some in Proverbs and some in in Psalms and and the, the, it's just the overall theme that I keep getting. The more that I'm, you know, the more that I'm kind of reading in the spirit, you know, where I let my fingers do the walking, sort of let the spirit take over and guide me to see things. And what I see is that you know what some people are hoping for but it's not going to be that rosy because you're still dealing with lots of death you know unfortunately i'm you know it it's it's kind of interesting how they're they're talking about death that it doesn't exist if you take the vaccine or something to that effect which number 1 it's there is no such thing as a vaccine for covid and covid has never really been um isolated to be identified covid stands for i think it's a um it's it's a it's a, a SARS a co, it's a it stands for an ID certificate. a certificate of uh, uh, yeah a certificate of a vaccine ID, ID. and then it's going to be uh, the 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 next one to roll out is the uh, the quantum uh, dot tattoo and that is the AI hookup which it's really a two part thing you really need this vaccine first for the nanobots to do their thing and then they then they add in the uh, what they think is the mark of the beast, which is 60606 patent, and it's HR 666. I mean, it's, it's, it's all this. They're all doing all this stuff. But, you know, look, you've got to really realize something here, folks. Do you realize that for years we were mocked for calling them all Satanists? And do you realize how we got mocked for calling them, you know, you know, pedophile, Satanist, whatever, both, you know, one and the same, both of the same term. Satan is, is, uh, is the, is the pedophile, but it's not just pedophilia. It's also blood, blood of children, right? Because their life is in the blood. And when you disconnect from God, you have no life. So you need blood. It's very fucking simple. And all those years I took flack from people. From Christians, from people who said they were prophets. Where are they today? They're not even here. Good. Good riddance. Sorry about that little cuss word there, folks, but uh, it just gets so angry with, uh, I guess it's with, 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 Want and ignorance, and ignorance ignorance comes a lot in anything prophetic or anything that has to do with. There's like a competition among people, which I don't like to participate in. So I sometimes cast to eliminate myself from that group, so that I am the outcast. You'll never consider me. No one will ever listen to me, and so therefore now I'm happy because that's my job, right? And then I will be given the truth when it's under the radar and it will spread 
right? Until finally I hear it back two, three years later. And that's fine. That's one way to stay hidden. (laughs) But anyway, here's the thing. And here it is in, in, in all its glory. Satan is basically the point of Satan and the mystery of evil and the mystery of iniquity is death like the mystery of Christ is life. Understand? It couldn't be simpler. So on Satan's side, you would have these people that, you know, that, that, you know, run governments and run things. You would have these people, um, you know, conducting wars and killing millions of people and children. They'd be trafficking children for the blood, uh, you know, uh, for their sex rituals, for whatever. I I mean, this is what they live for. This is their religion. This is their number one thing. It's not like number two or three. It's number one because life is in the blood. So they have to somehow have the bloodletting or they or they if they don't make that sacrifice to their god uh you know and and also literally drink blood transfusions um whatever they can do which is one of the reasons for the big surge of the border is mainly children and the children are being shipped to where the the blood is needed right they're being shipped to their deaths all of them and I just had to say that. I want to be on record having said that. I want to be the only one on record having said that. People intimated, I'm saying it directly. They're being shipped to their deaths. That's the whole point of, of child trafficking is they don't make it. If they're being shipped to brothels, then they last, you know, a couple of years. But usually, you know, it's going to be eventually for organ harvesting, you know, right? Because kids are for organ harvesting and blood harvesting. What do they do with the blood harvesting? is they take the blood and then they sell it to you for transfusion. Probably came from, you know, a migrant kid that wandered up to the border, unfortunately, got nabbed and, and sent to God knows where, one of their secret facilities, where they do such heinous things. And then they sell the transfusion on the open market for about $12,000 a pop. Uh, and maybe even more, maybe up to like, maybe a little more than that. And they line up for their transfusions. And the reason they need the transfusion, because they die at about the same rate. You know, you're, you're talking about, you know, people that, that it's, it's like a breakaway species. Once you start drinking blood, you start becoming something else, right? Right? You start becoming something else. You're not the human you, you, you started out to be. There's things that happens to your enzymes and your cells that you become other than human, ultimately. Thus, not acceptable for salvation. I mean, if there's no one to save, if you're already dead, and of course they laugh, they go, oh, we're the dead. (laughs) Right, they're the death cult. And they have to rely on, on killing in order to survive. Now, that's what's going on. If you could just keep looking at it from that perspective... And not all this silly uh, political perspectives and who's winning on one day and who's losing the next day. If you just back up a few steps and look at the big picture of why they do what they do 
then you can predict what they're going to do. Like Iraq was a blood sacrifice, right? Because they mainly went after children, right? During the George Bush time. Using the DU poisoning. You recall, remember, good old Rumsfeld and Cheney? Yeah, great guys, huh? I, I don't consider anyone that, 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 that kills children you know, to be worthy of God or worthy of anything or worthy of life. I think children are our most, our, our sacred duty is to take care of our children and raise them up so they can make their own choices and give them whatever kind of education they need to be able to, you know, get through this world and, and, and teach them what, what to look out for, these wolves. Okay, so... The border thing, there has never in the history of the United States been, there's never been more child trafficking in the history of the world than the United States under Joe Biden. Uh, this is in our face. It's so funny that we had, we had it on the run during the 2120 prayer, didn't we? God honored that. And then something happened. And what God did is he judged the United States as falling short of deserving that kind of blessing. So now the United States is hungry to get their hands on the children to keep their... Because, see, that's what, how their system runs on the blood of children. We used to say, we used to call it this way. We say, the world system runs on the blood of innocence. And everyone agreed with that. But I say, instead of innocence, I say children. Because they are the innocent. They are the ones who have the Strongest blood and strongest organs for harvesting. And uh, that's the business there. I mean, that's the world you live in. Whether you like it or not, that's when, when someone says, oh, grow up. <laughs> What's in the comedian? What was her name? That she was killed because she called, uh, uh, she called uh, Michelle Obama a tranny. She got killed for that. Jeez. You remember the comedian, uh, Joan Rivers, right? And they'll kill you like that if you say the wrong things. You know, well, she was probably in their club. She lived in Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah, she wanted the good life. So they owned her, you know. So if you say something out of line, if they own you, they own you, you make that deal, and then they say, well, we'll make you famous, but you have to be, you know, watch your P's and Q's, right? Right? Yeah. Or what have you done for me lately? That's the cult. It's a death cult. And, and basically, uh, yeah, people get, you know, perks and privileges and, and, and all that. I mean, you know, never, never shun the independent artist, folks. Never shun the little guy that hasn't made much money. Never shun that, that guy that's doing great work, like either music or who knows what they're doing, whatever they're doing in the arts, they're creating art. And they're not being celebrated by the world please go ahead and visit their websites. See what they're all about. Right? I mean, because then, you know, you're in for a treat in the sense that, you know, people complain, well, it's all the same all, you know, hash. I'm, I'm sick of it, you know? And then you see these independent artists, and, and that's why people go to film films. In the film, they've got, uh, you know, people don't have much money, so they do short films, and they have short film festivals, and 
people that are really into the film, they go to these indie festivals and they get blessed because they get to see really unique and original ideas. And that goes for Our Girl Next. It's a total indie film, but it's got a a little middle finger hanging out there to the... Guess who? Nobody, because it's informational. You know, it's, it's a subversive thing, but I won't tell you any more about it. So I'm just amazed. That, that Let's just put it this way. Girl Next, along with the, the next thing and, and all that, is, is, is uh, probably one of the great deprogrammers. It, it's a program breaker. Not intentionally, not trying to be that. It's trying to tell a story. But because of, you know, <laughs> it's funny how many people will say something like, well, you know, I just saw this crazy shit in that. I, I, nobody would believe that. You know what I mean? There are people that are that program that don't believe there are things like that. And, you know, the, and what we had programming going on in, in the story was basically using old Manchurian candidate type techniques, you know, just doing a little almost a parody of it for, for certain reasons and uh, trying to uh, show people that, you know, uh, how trauma can split people, but then not all people can be programmed. And I think that's something I have not seen before. So I was very happy to see that come to life and to share it with people. So we're going to be in a festival coming up here in the end of September. And I think it's, I don't know if you could get in there at this point or not. I don't know. You know, they're they are trying to lock down the whole thing. Um, but uh, the people there, uh, the one thing I do, like we got, a, we got a message from a band and I have to go listen to them because they're very good. And Larry said it along to me, our director. And he... Um, and they said, congratulations, Larry, on making the, 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 this Girl Next is the movie of the year. You know, you know. And they wanted, uh, they wanted us, Crazed House, to, uh, to do their music video, which is a real, um, the real compliment, you know, a real compliment to Larry's directing. So I, I'm, you know, I was really excited. I said, well, maybe we can collaborate and use some of their music in the next thing we do. And uh, so, you know, it's all indie-oriented, and, and, you know, we're not really even, you know, I'm sort of amazed that we didn't get banned from Amazon, and I'm kind of amazed that we didn't get uh, banned from iTunes, and so uh, we'll see about Netflix. I We're supposed to be dealing with them after it runs for a while, then it, you know, winds up there after a while. I'm not, I don't know if... I don't know if it's, you know, Obama really runs Netflix. I don't know if we would, you know what I'm saying? It's a little too close to the bone for them, I think. Yeah, they run Albuquerque, too. They, they have all the studios. Now, all, all the films around here, they're done and done in Netflix. And so, you know, it's like, yeah, what, so what are you going to see when you turn on Netflix? Sometimes there's a movie I like to see, but usually I can get it another way. I don't really have to subscribe to them. I mean, it's just like all the stuff they put out is just pretty much... You know, including the TV show. So they're just, by like the, you know, the second one you get bored. They they used to be pretty good, but now it's just, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to make of them now. It's it's beige. 
you know. Oh, a big sci-fi thriller about, you know, the, you know. so we get interested. Are they going to talk about, you know, quantum reality, like what we're dealing with? Because our whole thing right now is quantum, quantum physics and um, the breaking the time-space barrier, okay? And then, and then the creation of worlds, you know, from the satanic perspective, but then working God in as, you know, as the, the kind of the overseer. Like God allows technology to, to create worlds, okay, to be a creator, to create, you know, uh, film creates worlds. Well, to create, obviously, digital worlds, right? And then they want to clone themselves into digital beings to rule over that world because they realize that here... God is sovereign, you know, El Shaddai, he is sovereign. And so they can only go so far. And so, but, but, you know, they understand, he allows them to go into the digital world. You know, they don't pierce the veil. They've got nothing to do with it. Let me come right back around and lead it all back around to uh, the truth here. The truth here is that no man knows the time. No man knows the time of the return of Christ, which is, I, I believe, is, is, is another dimension, actually. Nobody knows, uh, you know, the, the time of judgment of the Almighty Yah, what he will, when he will strike. We know that if you continue your wicked ways, America, you will not be. There is no America in the uh, in the prophecies of the Bible, <laughs> you know, if you think about it, unless you say Babylon, and I kind of you know look at Babylon because we are the center of commerce, you know. But if you continue during the the, the and what's wicked? What is wicked? Well, wicked would be not acknowledging God as Creator for number one, and then thinking you created it all. That you know you create a business, or you build a house, or you do this, or you do that. It's your creation. No, God had, there had to be a number of blessings to go into that, that creation that you're not acknowledging. So that creates, then, then you think, out of your incredible arrogance, like over a couple of generations, the spoiled brat kids think, oh, well, you know, I can do what I want. You know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, or abuse people, or abuse children, or anything. Yeah, sure, I can, you know, gut a baby in a satanic ritual. What, what difference does it make? It's not me. That's my way to get power. And besides, all the top leaders in the industry and politics are in that. Oh, you're not supposed to know that. Well, they are. That's why it's so funny. I'm looking at the roster for Bohemian Grove. Yeah, well, Bohemian Grove has a long story because originally... In my line, there was a there was formed by an artist, you know, by artists. And in my line, it goes back to a, a Scottish artist that came to uh, California to paint the, uh, the the High Sierras and the you know all that stuff and became famous for that. Uh, so he and others formed. Right, it's in my own lineage. That's why. That's probably why I'm. I'm you know, I have been cursed, and I'm riding it out now with the Lord. I've also been blessed, but I mean, there's been a visit the Father type of thing, visit on the Son's type of thing. Uh, but anyway, they formed Bohemian Grove, not Bohemian Grove, but the Bohemian Club in San Francisco, 
was formed originally for for um, bohemians, you know, painters, poets, you know, novelists, writers, you know. That's what it was for, to hang out, a place to go to hang out with fellow artists. Because, you know, painting is very lonely. Writing is very lonely. You, you'd, you'd want a place to get together with your fellow writers. I, I always loved that when there was like a, a little workshop where you could read your pages to other fellow writers and go out and get a drink and then go home. You know, like even just on a once-a-week basis made the whole thing worthwhile for being, you know, indoors all week writing. And then having, you know, being able to share with somebody was always a, a real treat. And interact and form relationships and friendships and things. You know, that's always, that's always nice. And, uh, you know, I look back at those days, I really was, uh, you know, happy to be there. Uh, but anyway, so... Over time, what happened, of course, is that the people that would uh, finance, I mean, a lot of the collectors and people that were very, you know, heads of industry and things, you know, we had an industrial revolution. And, uh, you know, this is like going back to around the turn of the century and, uh, you know, late 1800s and into the early 1900s. And then a lot of the captains of industry were joining and, you know, eventually became the establishment's Bohemian Club. And, um, and of course, you, you know, hear about the every, every year, the, 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 the people, now mainly politicians, right, who are bought and paid for, and then, of course, top industrialists would meet out in the woods, would do their ritual, you know. But these guys, you know, whatever they, you know, it's, it's funny because... You know, well, it all kind of revolves around Freemasonry and the fact that, like, say, you want to become a mucky muck in Los Angeles where you would join the Freemasons and, you know, because that's where the business leaders are and then you would, you know, uh, expand from there, you know, rise or fall. And uh, But basically you're, you're joining a satanic mafia ultimately. And you know that that goes for everybody. So that's that's the uh, the rule. And and you know same thing in San Francisco. Uh, you would join the uh, the Freemasons. That would of course lead to like the you know Bohemian Groves and any number of other you know hunting clubs. And they have things like hunting clubs and fishing clubs and yacht clubs and things that are just them. You know what I mean? Because they're really not about yachting or hunting or anything like that. It really has to do with them, you know, making relationships to, uh, you, you know, vow to each other that they will protect one another and then they, they will form cabals in business and they will monopolize, you know, and things like that. And, and that also goes for governments, wars, armies, you know, the world. You study the world from this perspective you get a great deal of insight, especially into things like the French Revolution, which is so important to understand as a great failure, you know, and um, uh, and why it's a failure, you know, primarily, you know, why did it wind up with Napoleon in the ditch? You know, why did, why? Because that's what happened in the 1800s after the late 1700s. What the, and really, 
it had to do with the, the bourgeoisie overthrowing the, the, the monarchy, stealing all the money for themselves. They became, you know, they're the industrialists, you know, the business guys, the international business leaders of France. And, uh, you know, threatening the aristocracy. If you want to keep your little cushy aristocracy going, you know, that's fine. You can have all your chateaus in the country, but you leave us alone. And then, you know, killing a lot of opposition, you know, after 1789, after the, you know, Bastille Day, after all the you know, heads were guillotined, then in the 1790s, they went nuts. They decided, well, the heck with guillotining just people that were loyal to the king. Let's just guillotine anybody that could be an opposition or a threat. Oh, it happened. Oh, it happened. See, you didn't hear about that in school, did you? And, um, you know, and even, and like I always say, the great, the great failure of the French Revolution is underscored in triplicate, in red, by the fact that they killed Robespierre, who was the founder of the French Revolution in 1794. Do you understand the irony of that? <laughs> that, that's, that that's what you're dealing with with fall, unrepentant fallen man, fallen man in his secret societies, decides that he's God, and he's going to do what he wants to do. And, so, and if there's a conflict with another group somewhere else, then they go to war and they spill the blood of the innocent lambs. In other words, the people that fight don't know anything about what the fight's about. They just go to fight. They say, it's to keep people free back in the homeland. No, it's because there's a spat between two different factions, two different mafias. And so they, they go at it on the battlefield. They become surrogates. You know, like let's say we had a digital fight and we got in, you know, we had two of our computer guys and they went at it with a digital fight between the other country. And the surrogates would be the little digital, you know, uh, characters, the avatars, right? And they would be sacrificed and killed. Right? It wouldn't be the actual guys that are having the spat. They wouldn't be the ones doing the fighting, but that's what the fight's about. Those two, not the people on the battlefield. Those kids on the battlefield are young kids, too. And so that's our blood and treasure, right? So you're spending blood and treasure uh, to beat the other guy. Uh, the people on the, doing the fighting, not, neither side... The kids on either side, they don't have a clue what, what it's about. They think it's about saving their country because they take the propaganda in very easily when you're young. You know, you notice that people, how quick they get woke and all that. They just buy the next, you know, neo-Marxism straight up. You know, it's like they can't even figure out that it's neo-Marxism. They just say, oh, it's unfair world. We got to do something, you know. And on that basis, they, they, they buy it all hook, line, and sinker. And only later do they realize what hypocrites they are. And when they see that, then they usually drop it. You know, they say, well, yeah, we have, to, we have to humble ourselves. We have to humble ourselves before the Almighty God and admit we're fallen, admit we're, 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 we're cursed. We're cursed as a nation. Some of us are cursed because of our, what our fathers and grandfathers have done. And that God is serious. God is sovereign. He runs the whole show. You just can't see it. And so you start cheering for one side or another, and you always come up the loser because it's never going to be your will. It's never going to be your thoughts.
My thoughts are above your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are above your ways, and and you cannot understand my ways further, says the Lord. I am the only one that knows what's going to happen, thus saith the Lord. And I will tell my prophets to tell you if it's expedient, if, if there is any prophet that would be listened to, which of course there isn't, because people just want to hear what they want to hear. They're not interested. You know, sometimes people with prophetic gifts, I mean, I know what happens when you go to church. They smack that prophetic gift right out of you. They say, you want to be a member here, you'll shut your mouth. Okay. We can't have that here because you pastors might be corrupted having some kind of a fling or affair and a prophet would see that, wouldn't he? Or she. Wouldn't they? Well, yes, they would. And they would call you out. And you can't afford that. So goodbye, prophet. Let's have the false prophet in. He just says stuff that I like. (laughs) Yes, sir. Nothing is different today than it was 5,000 years ago. It's the same thing because we're the same fallen people. And there's no difference between then and now. You know, we've made zero progress in our, in our lives, in our countries. Because you see this, and, well, all I have to do is point you out to the great uh, lie, which is the, the whole COVID, uh, you, know, you know, war, the, the, the tyranny and medical tyranny of, of COVID, which has nothing to do with anything. It's just a program, right? COVID, COVID. It's a program, Right, right. It's 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 basically an ID. It's basically your medical information, banking, all that is going to be first you have to get these jabs which are not vaccines and they don't, you know, they they um they don't build your immunity toward anything really. You, do you know that I heard them talking on the air today that uh this is the kind of lies they say. Th- these are the lies you get. They say that the people that get the vaccine are they are less likely to be sick. They only get sick for a short period of time. And that the people that are unvaccinated are the ones that are dying. Uh, no, the, the study that has been made and the, the, very, you know, the verifiable studies show that the people that are winding up getting sick are the vaccinated and not all of them are, are surviving. The other thing that's going on here is that supposedly... Yeah, and of course, when we say COVID, SARS-CoV ID, uh, what we're talking about is a, uh, a a cold virus that's been souped up to to attack the lungs. Okay, now that is uh, basically was let go by was developed by Fauci. He was the one that let it go. It was the U.S. Air Force and U.S. Department of Defense in cahoots with China and the UN, and of course Bill Gates and Schwab and all the rest of those those clowns. They spread it all over the world on purpose, and they, and they, they, because they're more powerful, right? They're more powerful than the governments of the world. They have more money than the government. Therefore, they are corporate. They are corporate fascist in the sense that they tell the governments of the world what to do, and then the governments obey. So you don't have any say. You don't need, really need to even bother voting. Voting is not going to save anything in the future. People think, oh, we're going to get it straightened out. You're never going to get it straightened out. You must give your you must put your allegiance with the most high God. The one thing we can do though 
Well, I take that back. You could try to vote, I guess, you know, but but there need you can't just passively vote every three, two to four years. You have to demonstrate. You've got to get out in the streets. You know what I mean? Because right now, they're they're bringing in on purpose as many sick people as they can with this so-called COVID, which, by the way, they can't test for. The PCR test does not test for it. So there is no way of telling if COVID even exists or if, you know, I'll tell you what it is. It's a program. It's not necessarily a virus uh, other than a, you know, a novel coronavirus, uh, you know, maybe. But they can release viruses, you know, any kind. Uh, then they can talk about a Delta variant that has never been measured, that has never been tested for, and they don't know how to test for it, yet they talk about it like it's fact. These people are, have to be rejected out of hand. I mean, they are dangerous as can be. What they're doing is they're basically softening up the battlefield for the big, for the big, you know, ID, the 2020 ID, the, 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 which they think is the mark of the beast. Now, the Gates and those guys all worship Satan. They all believe that's the mark of the beast. You know, they all believe that's going to trigger the events in Revelation, where they get to slay all the saints of God, you know, the the ones who, who who are here that have to become tribulation saints, and they can't wait. They're salivating to do that. So they want to kill a lot of Christians. They want to kill any opposition. They want to kill anybody that they disagree with. But Christians, you'll see in the next, I'd say the next year or so, will be the numero uno terrorist, whatever, on, on the planet. You know, they'll, they'll start pushing for that. The problem that they have now, so obviously, if you take the vaccine, you're a dupe. You're an idiot because you did not listen to the Holy Spirit. So therefore, you're spiritually blind. Now, I see how you could have made an innocent mistake thinking that, oh, we're all going to be free now. And if you bought that, you just maybe you're just very gullible. But by now, if you're a full adult, you, sh- you shouldn't believe stuff like that. You should be smarter than that. Come on, Really? I think the people that take it, they're proud that they take the vaccine. There's some kind of a, they have an allegiance with, the, uh, with, with, with Satan. I mean, it's basically the dark side, right? The side of death. And, of course, the vaccine and vaccines in general are used for destroying the brain, you know, to get rid of the God, the God connection. Remember, DOD? It's right in your face. And it's to cull the herd. In other words, to depopulate the world. Uh... And, you know, it's the other thing is mRNA, uh, you know, gene manipulator that, that creates a spike protein that supposedly is like SARS-CoV-2, right, CoV-ID-2. I mean, it's like, right? It's like SARS-CoV-ID-2, right? Uh, no, it's not. They found out that, that, that the spike protein has very little to do with whatever is making people sick. And they're panicking. Now, all the best doctors in the world have already verified this. They've already verified that, you know, basically the best doctors in the entire world, I mean, the people with the most qualified have the most, uh, you know, the most um, prestigious uh, reputations and so forth, have mainly said this is a bioweapon, a bioweapon, not a vaccine, bioweapon. And I tell people, you take it at your own risk. I have friends we're trying to help right now 
trying to get them all the information on what they have to do. They've taken the jab, but they regret it, okay? And they're not going to take any of these boosters. Didn't we tell you? Didn't I predict there would be boosters? Didn't, didn't everybody? Because they have to keep that, that going to, until they can put the final mark on you, which is the uh, quantum dot uh, microneedle uh, hydrogel luciferase tattoo, which basically then turns your system into AI. You are no longer human, and there is no point in saving you. You're, you're just fucked. That's the end of your life. Oh, they own you. Because it's like they have a patent on you now. You're no longer human the way you were. Now you're... You, you, it's like if you have a product, if you make something that, you know, is really a patented by somebody else, they own it. Do you know what I mean? It's like that now you're made into a new product. And they own that product. They own the patent. So they own you. Legally. And it's fair and square, too. Because it, it, because it deals with your free will. But you go, well, no, they'd kill me if I didn't do it. Well, maybe, you know, some things are worse than death. I would say becoming, um, you know, losing your soul. You know, I, I feel kind of tired of repeating myself. And I know I have to because I know the programming is so thick during the day that we need my voice and everybody else's to counter it, you know, but I just, I feel kind of lousy repeating. I wish we could go forward into other things. But I think the Lord is using me to warn people to not kill themselves. So, I mean, it's to, we're here, the reason I'm repeating myself is to save lives, to save lives. That's why we're here. That's why we're speaking because we get banned in Facebook, we get banned in Twitter, everywhere, Google, we get banned everywhere if we say the truth. They don't want the truth because they're all, Lucif you know, they're Luciferians, they all are. You know, I used to say, you know, back when I was a boy, dang, I had it nailed. And they convinced me that I didn't, and then they, you know, uh, they had their way with me. I hope it didn't happen to you like it happened to me. Oh, my God. Holy shit. There's no... I mean, you know, they would pop out a firstborn and gut that baby before he could even breathe. You know what I mean? These people are just ruthless. And, you know, they don't start out that way. You know, they're gentle. But as you get into the club, you know, and you spend time there, they they all try to outdo each other in how and how hard their hearts can be. You know, in terms of killing. Because killing is the program. Nobody can talk about it because you see, they have blood on their hands, right? They could be right. They and they can all be every single one of these people can be blackmailed. Remember Judge Scalia? Do you recall that was a, let me spell it out for you, a hunting club. A hunting club. And you know what they like to do at the hunting clubs? Most dangerous game. You know what that is? Wake up, people. Come on now. I think what happens is they let us go along for a while without intruding into our lives. So we start thinking we have our own lives. We start thinking that we, you know, we have some sovereign life here. So we start thinking that, you know, we don't have to deal with that. 
And we forget the fact that they're, they're watching us through a one-way mirror every day of our lives. We forget that. We get sloppy, right? We all do. Because we don't think there's a threat. So we talk openly on the phone. We look at stuff on the internet. We're, you know, we, we take our phones around wherever we're going. We announce our vacations. We tell people what we're going to be doing. And then we're surprised that, you know, there are people waiting for us to harass us or whatever. Yes, they're the ones that overthrew the election. They're all Satanist, every one of them. Okay? They're not Marxist. I mean, Marxism is stupid. It's just a, a term for political Satanism is all it means. Oh, they talk fairness and all that stuff. That's just called the dialectic to make you feel guilty for being white, for having a job, for doing this, for doing that. It doesn't matter. You know, to break you down. What's the whole point of saying this? We used to talk about gang stalking, but now it's a little bit of an obsolete topic, and I think one of the reasons that has happened is because I predicted, I predicted in the beginning it was going to go mainstream, remember? And then I sort of, and then it did. Once gang stalking goes mainstream, it's no longer about targeted individuals, it's targeted populations. Wouldn't you agree with me now? All of us are gang stalked, all of us. All of us are surveilled, all of us. Okay? So it's important you understand what's happened historically to you. So for the targeted individual, I mean, you can still meet and have, you know, complain about the, uh, the various weapons and, and frequencies and everything, but under AI and nanotechnology, you see every single person is a transceiver. So, it's gay. so, so that's what's happened to the gang stalking, targeted individual electronic harassment thing. It's gone mainstream, and, and it, it's rolled out to the whole world now because it's the beast system, and everybody in it, everyone stalking you is a Satanist. That's how many there are. You wonder, why? well, why did they call conformity Satanism? I mean, they didn't, I, I did, but I mean, it's saying, why did you come to the conclusion, I should say, you out there, come to the conclusion that conformity was Satanism, that society was Satanism? Why did you come to that conclusion? Well, I mean, you're right. Oh, but they wanted to fight me for it. I mean, I knew these guys, like, I remember the, the, the uh, film, I was a good film, and I, you know, sort of, it got stolen from me, but I directed it. And uh, I remember on the set, it was like, and these are indie films. This is not a big studio film. These are little, you know, boutique, wonderful, you know, visions you get to do without having some committee saying, you know, wanting you to put in certain things to satisfy the, the beast. But uh, as far as the Satanism is concerned, it's, uh, you know, like I had a first AD that was talking to me about, you know, he was, he was talking about, you know, becoming a Satanist just to sell the movie. You know what I mean? Just like become someone's slave. You become a Satanist, you willingly become someone's slave, and then they... Uh, they bring you into it in some way, you know, I don't know, they'll put you in an orgy, maybe have you kill somebody. It, it's same thing even in gangs and same thing everywhere. It's just, you know, it's pretty obvious, right? And um, I said, well, you know what? I, you know, that's, you know, that's not what, then, see, 
because then it wouldn't be me having done any of this. So, you know, if it becomes lost, I, I'm proud of the fact that, you know, I made it knowing that it was going to be lost. Knowing that the arts I create will be lost. Knowing that all will be lost gives me a great deal of happiness and satisfaction. I know that's hard to understand. But you can understand it against the backdrop of selling out and being accepted. You know, when you're in that category, and you will be asked to do do bad things, and if you don't, then they, they will, someone else will take your place. Being owned like that and being a slave to Satan, really, in exchange for, you know, five minutes of, yay, yay, you're my favorite, I love you, you know, for that, which is, of course, uh, pathetic and ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's pathetic in the way that, you know, you know see, the house can be burnt down, right? The, the, car, the car could be uh, hammered into non-existence. You know, the plane can just simply crash. The body can just give out. Anything could happen. You know, to me, Satanists look like um, hamsters on a wheel. They're running on that wheel. As long as they keep running on that wheel, they'll be okay. You know, but you ever heard the joke that <laughs> the hamster's dead, but the wheel's still going? As long as they keep running on that cruel wheel, that wheel we call the world system is cruel. It's a cruel wheel. And once you, you know, you, you've heard some of these old guys like Dylan, you know, Bob Dylan. He says, well, I made a deal with the master commander, he says. And we all know who that is. And he says, even though I'm old, you know, and he was, you know, pretty old then, he's still, he's still out there. For, well, we like to think they're performing because they like to. And he says, I made a deal with him. I got to keep, you know, he made me famous, so I got to keep going. I, I, in other words, I have a monetary value, right? And what people think, uh, you know, and, that make money off me need to keep making money off me until I'm, you know, until it's very obvious there's no more utility in me left. And then when they start waking up, you know, John Lennon, Kurt Cobain, you know, guys like that. I, I look at it in terms of rock stars because it's easier to talk about. Maybe Amy Winehouse to Jim Morrison, you know, that. Janis Joplin, these were people that were not exactly stupid, right? How many people wish that they had Kurt Cobain rather than uh, Dave Grohl? Let's see some hands. <laughs> that was well that they were you know they were the next generation after me Kurt Cobain I mean that was like the John Lennon of his generation I mean they just how many people would rather have John Lennon than Paul McCartney let's see some heads everybody <laughs> right okay I rest my case right on that this is the way this this the sick thing here works well they love to sacrifice their best and brightest too Oh, yeah, don't think that being so good gives you a pass. 
you look at look at the people that had been sacrificed, and you see that many of them were the very, very best in their field. And uh, that's the way it works. It's it's, and nobody knows when the other guy's number is going to come up. You know, when like like like, I'm sorry, but I have to come over here and kill you now. I'm not a killer, but uh, you know, and then and leave the gun with the body, and then they'll take care of it. I'm sorry, you know. Well, I was hoping it would be you. All right, well, do what you got to do. Get it over with. Huh? You know, the, you know you know who we're dealing with. Yeah, I understand. My number has been punched because I'm too good at what I do. That's right. That's right. If you'd been a little less, you might have survived. Don't be too good at what you do if you're a Satanist. And does that mean they're always worshiping Satan? No, they worship through action. It's like action yoga, you know, karma yoga, right? It's like like karma yoga has nothing to do with yoga positions, right? Karma yoga is the worship of God, you know, whatever that means. In, in Hinduism, that it's, it's hard to explain, you know, what monism is. But um, karma yoga is doing good acts, Right, good acts to to have good karma. So you're practicing karma yoga. I know. No, you can't make this. It's just another gimmick. You know what I mean? I'm, I know. It's it's like we made fun of the gurus here the other day. Those those that's, that's uh, if you're stupid enough to fall for that. A lot of kids did fall for that though, and go running off to India and, and uh, you know and, and and to the Bhagwan, of course. Uh, the Bhagwan was the most curious. An interesting guy, I think, ever out of India, and it was, it was this 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 thing with the Rolls Royces and the guns, and I know they were you know very vindictive and you know just like any cults, right? And all cults are the same, yeah, but uh, there was just something as if there was another. You know, he was so intelligent, I think, that he understood that he was mocking the world with his Rolls Royces. Right, he was mocking. There was some kind of inside joke there, and I found that to be kind of fun. But you know, I, I, I knew people that went there, and they and I said, "Well, were you in Oregon or were you in Pune, India?" They say, "I went to Pune. I built my own little shack because I didn't want to live with everybody else and be right. You didn't want to be doing the Bhagwan's nails. You didn't want to be trimming the hedges. You didn't want to be giving all your money to him and then being a slave." You wanted your own little palapa. I see. And you were one of the head guys. And you were there in Oregon. The whole thing went to went to went to the uh went to seed as the Bhagwan finally died. And uh what did the Bhagwan teach? He ta- he taught uh the left-handed path yoga, which is basically Orgies, they didn't, they didn't kill it. They didn't, well, they might have targeted some people for death and poisoned them, but I mean, they didn't have a kill ritual. They didn't kill children, for example, there in Oregon. So it wasn't that sort of thing, but they were teaching the children, the kids who joined, they were teaching them um, to have, you know, to break the barriers of, you know, sex and kind of what they're doing now with kindergartners and first graders teaching them that, that heterosexual sex is abnormal and that, that you know, uh, gay sex, same sex, and any, any deviation from that is 
healthy and happy. But anything that has to do with the kind of sex that would bring a family or, or families themselves are being racist. So anything that has to do with sex as pleasure is good. Anything that would come close to making children bad. And that's what was, that's, so they say, well, this is tantrism, but tantrism almost never involves coitus. You know, uh, you know, the, the penis, vagina, you know, connected, you know, love connected, you know, to make baby connected, that sort of thing is looked down upon, of course. Which we said here in 2002. Everything that's happening now, I, I, I basically predicted all of it. And I, you know, what I want to do is just, you know, and, and, and I'm not the only one. Several, several, many voices were out there. God provided a whole bunch of us to warn you guys. And you knew it too. You, you just needed me to say it, but you already knew it yourselves. It's not like we don't know what's going on. So let's go back to the beginning. You know, we were born here among the earth dwellers. Okay? We're not from here. We're from up there. Celestial. They are from here. Earth dwellers. The earth. You might call it the divide between, say, Christians and pagans, but most Christians don't think in... In, in you know beyond this world, so they're 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 stifled in some way by their Masonic masters. You're not supposed to have a Masonic master. You're supposed to have Jesus as the Jesus is the master. You know what I mean, and and uh, uh, you know it points to the Father. You know to the Creator, who is beyond gender. By the way, we give him a gender, but he's beyond gender. <laughs> gender is not an issue in celestial things. So that's check and mate, fuckhead. Anyway, sorry. I get frustrated um, repeating myself. I get, I get uh, angry and then, then the expletives seem to just roll off my tongue. It just, it's, just, it's a way of dispelling anger and not just holding it in. You know, I am so angry. Not so much at seeing the the iron fist come out from the velvet glove. I mean, I, who didn't know? Was anyone who didn't know it was there? You saw Waco, it came out then. If anyone wonders whether our military would gun down citizens to get their guns, just go back to Waco and look at the Delta Force gunning down children trying to escape that burning house. And laughing about it, high-fiving each other. That's all you need to know about the military-industrial complex and Joe Biden. Okay? They're all together as one. And that's why people say, well, Trump could make a come." No, Trump can't make a comeback. Uh, Trump cannot, is, has no way to, he's not going to go to the White House. And I could tell all the Q people that. He's not going in. The main reason he had to leave is because he did not have any muscle. And, I, and that's why he didn't make a move. He didn't have the muscle to arrest a Hillary Clinton or Obama or any of these people. He had no muscle. The military is against him. And still are. They're locking up people. They say, oh, I like Trump. They're going to lock you up, put you in isolation. The FBI, well, they're, they're, 
FBI, CIA, military, all, all branches, they're all, all the honchos at least, are anti, they're working for a global overthrow of everything that was to bring in a one world order, one world government based on them being rich and you being poor, period. And anything that stands in their way, any influencers, anyone else, is you know, being targeted. That's why it's important to you know, overthrow the targeters. How you do that? By getting so many people in the streets and so many people of one mind. And that means you know, people that were Democrats and Republicans. And if you're not as gone to Satan as in either one of those categories, then you need to band together. Look, I'll tell you what, here's what we've got to do. Band together right now to survive. And then you can go back, back to bickering and everything over politics after you survive. Would that be agreeable to you guys? Or do you want to just keep, like, accusing everyone of being racist and, you know, accuse, every, you know, accuse everyone else of being a communist? Not all Democrats are communists and Satanists and not all, you know, Republicans are warmongers and, 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 uh, and thieves, you know what I mean? So there's enough people to come together to put this to an end. There really is. You know, I've lived long enough to, to see where the left was marching against vaccines. Did you know that? And against the, it was the left that championed supplements. I'll bet you didn't know that. Not the right, not the Republicans, not the right. It was Democrats, you know, certain ones, not all of them, but certain factions of Democrats were the ones that were sounding the alarm on vaccines and big pharma and sounding the alarm of how the FBI, oh, the good old FBI, most evil um, group of uh, people on earth, they should be called the, uh, the, you know, the Federal Bureau of Corruption. You know, all they want to do is they work for their oligarchs, for their Bill Gateses, and they're just basically the muscle for those guys. And they go around just intimidating, or the Federal Bureau of Intimidation. That, I think that would be the, the best title for them. And, um, you know, just, their orders are to, you know, help to bring about this one world order by 2030. So you see they're getting, you know, see how they're getting to where they want to force you. They go, please take the vaccine, then they want to force it. So how are we doing? Well, number one, this is not Satan's time uh, that, that they keep trying to say it's in the book of Revelation right now. That's where we're, we're, we're basically there. Uh, well, I'm not going to argue with you know the experts in Scripture, but I will say this. Uh, scripture does not necessarily denote reality right now. It doesn't necessarily line up. This, to me... Uh, and I've had this thought for a while now, and this feeling, and this this urge, and this unction, this this spirit of of uh, you know, because I believe I know how evil it is, and I know how there's going to be a lot of people dead now. That just because it's not Satan's time doesn't mean a lot of people aren't going to die. They probably will. They may die in a nuclear war. But this is still not Satan's time. In other words, to have this. You know, this is not the time people think where Satan gets to have the New World Order rule over it. And then, of course, they would put all you to death immediately if they could, and you would become tribulation saints because you won't renounce Jesus, all that. That's programming. I I hate to say it, but see, 
They want you to believe that program that you're supposed to submit to them on your knees and have them chop your head off because you're not going to renounce Jesus and then be, you know, on the pile for organ harvesting. They would love you to, to bow down to the guillotine and, you know, and offer your neck because you're just a victim here. This is not that time and you're not to be victims here. So many Christians have been have been abused by the church and the churches, and they're they're taught that they will be raptured out of here, and if not, they're going to go on their knees as slaves under the guillotine in a pathetic bloodletting ritual. Now I know that we saw in Iraq where the Christians were going to be drowned and killed and whatever. We know that. There were certain ones celebrating that they get to go home and all that, and they, they couldn't wait, and they're just happy as could be to be killed. I don't think any, you know, I don't think anyone is truly happy to be killed. But yes, it's probably a good idea to have your sights set on the on on the world, but um, you know, the world you're going to, which is to be with the Lord. And of course, that's a happy idea, a happy thought that you're not alone, that you're going to be with brethren, with family. You know, you're going to see family again. A great thought. But (laughs) God is also a God of vengeance, folks. And these people that did that to those Christians in Syria, in Iraq, and other places, ISIS, that has not been adjudicated yet. And that I know a lot of those people have been killed, but it's not good enough. There is another period coming of... You know, we have God's judgment and God's vengeance. Judgment is when we do so many bad things and we're so unrepentant so that we, that we bring about bad things come to us and we act like victims and scream and yell with, and eventually some of us repent and maybe many repent you know, if it's something like the Great Depression or something like that, uh, which is the whole point. In other words, arrogance, pride, uh, you know, a haughty spirit, vainglory, all of these things lead to a fall, right? And then a lot of times man will repent, maybe not all, but, you know, humans repent, you know, to get back on the right track with God and put God first and recognize that, that nobody could have created this but the, but a creative being, but you see, because the creation is so far above their little minds, their little minds cannot comprehend with all their sciences. Their minds get smaller than a pea brain. They still can't figure out. They still can't figure out that this didn't just spring up at random, that there's intelligence behind design. But because they can't figure out the method of creation, they throw out the whole idea of creator. Because their little instruments don't measure it. Because you need quantum instruments. And even then, probably won't measure it. Quantum meaning piercing the veil of time and space and dimension. All configurations of every kind of thing to, you know, to, you know, by then you're so confused that you don't even know where you are. So, yes, their little pea brains can't figure it out. So therefore, it must not be. Don't follow it. But worse today, 
The worst people I have seen in my lifetime are these women touting the uh, vaccines. You know, these are mothers. Don't you have a motherly instinct? There they are, you know, like granny ready to kill you with a vaccine. I am fully aware that the elites, God, I almost don't want to say this to you. You know it's true, though, so I might as well say it. All the elites, everyone who is connected, everybody who is wealthy, all the people that rule, all the celebtards and the rest of them, do not take the jab. The ones that did take the jab, you know, your Hank Aaron's, your 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 Marvin Hagler's, go two black men, right? Because the same kills black people, it gets faster. Uh, they did, but but very few take it. You know, I mean, I, I can't say all all was wrong, but but very few. They've been, you know, it's just like remember Willie Brown. He was told don't fly that day of nine eleven. Hmm. They're given saline solution. When you see them take it, they take a saline solution. And then, of course, they don't wear masks when they're on their own private planes and their private parties and so forth. But, but you understand. And they laugh at all the people that are following. Yes. And they laugh at all the people who are dying. Oh, yes. All the little people. All the useless eaters. That's the level of arrogance you're dealing with in a guy like Obama and, 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 and company or Gates, or Klaus the Nazi Schwab. You're dealing with total grandiose arrogance that's, that's, that's maniacal and, and, and is, is, is almost like comedic in its scope of what it wants to control and be king of. These are not kings, these are little boys. These are little petulant boys who got picked on in school, they want to get even with everybody. And they still have a vendetta against the world. And now they got their chance to finally end it. We're really prophesying up a storm here today. A lot of stuff. Well, we won't tell you which is, which is, which is, which isn't. It's just a flow, man. You just pick out the little pieces you want to hear. And I guess just filter all the rest out. Who knows? I have no filter. None. Zero. Well, I have a little filter. I'm not going to name names of you know people that you know that uh, you know like like for example, uh, you know we're all sinners. You know we sin, and I, a true friend, would not tell you when I was drunk out of my mind and screaming and yelling at the top of my lungs. Right? That was cover. That, that, well, more or less, that's what their Freemasons they cover for each other, but. See, that's a little different than, than you know, okay, I'm guilty of individual... We're all guilty of individual sin, but when it gets big sin, like, you know, killing whole countries full of people, I mean, you know, that will be covered for, you know, that will be hidden. But we're all in the same boat, in a sense, in that sense. And then equally, in that sense, uh, you know, any of these people, no matter where they are, this, these power-mad hunting clubs, any of them could repent. Well, you know, the Bible does talk about uh, the point of no return, which, you know, some people say, 
when it, when it mentions the searing of the conscience, when you don't feel guilt, and that means you have no empathy. That's the, the, that, that is what's called a psychopath. And if you're a psychopath, unless your heart softens, you're, uh, you know, you're useless, right? You're, you're useless to the kingdom of God. God has no, no place for other gods, for people who deem themselves God. God has no place for, God is a jealous, he, if I, if I like worship my car, I'm too into the car or into some kind of object, God will break it. He'll, I've seen, he done it to me, but he smacked it down. I started laughing. If I did that with movies or, you know, anything, any endeavor, it's, it's, you know, he will, he will, uh, you know, people say, well, how can you stand what they do to you? And they, they you know, they have, you know, all this effort you made to do I'm like, I'm fine with it. I'm really, you don't understand. I feel blessed. I, I look at the, the Tibetans, you know, the Tibetans make a, a beautiful, uh, they take a whole year and they, you know, of course that's significant too. You know, I know they're sorcerers and magicians and stuff. I understand that. But they make this beautiful mandala of all these colored sands, very fine sand. It's so intricate. It's just, you have to be very careful no wind, no, no, no doorway near it. It's just pristine. It takes them a year. Several monks work on it at a time. And that's part of their um, kind of a karma yoga type of, uh, you know, uh, I guess in Buddhistic terms, it would be like, it would be a, uh, you know, it would be a meditation, okay? It's a meditation during the mandala because you have to be the right focus, right mindfulness, and you're focused on it? Okay, so. And then that focus takes away from yourself and you're jumping around, you know, voices in your head or whatever it is. And then it becomes a pure, a pure endeavor. You know, it, the reason they do this is because they're trying to get away from the evil world, you know, the world called suffering. And so by by having a single focus on something, whether it be meditation or making a mandala or something, you know, then, you know, you're, you're stuck with the, uh, the, the thoughts, the, 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 the dramas of others and, you know, the distractions away from what you're trying to do. And it's the world of suffering, isn't it? Because we all want things. But when you're focused like that, you don't want anything. You're just focused. So they make this. It takes a year. I think there's, there's, if I'm not mistaken, it's, I think it's like six or eight monks that work on it, but I, I don't hold me. I think a bigger one would be more monks, I guess, up to 12, maybe. And at the end of that year, this beautiful thing is made. It's, it would be in any, be a beautiful fit for any museum or, you know, or a private household or anybody that really wants something, a special work of art that's a one-of-a-kind a year of labor by several people dedicated just to that one thing. And so what they do is that day comes where it's completed and it's, and it's observed and, and celebrated and, and looked at and, and you know, sometimes the public can see. And then they bring the brooms in and they sweep it all away. 
And that's to teach us non-attachment, to not be attached to things. You see, so I figure, okay, well, you know, before there was Buddhism and all that, there's God, right? And I think he teaches us the same thing through Christ. I think I could actually make a parallel, right? So you see there's wisdom all over the world. But I mean, you know, there's the wisdom here is when we're attached to things, we suffer. So Christ teaches us a lot of times through breaking us and through, you know, through... Uh, you know, through being so radiant and effulgent and so big, you know, the Godhead, you know, Jesus, Yahweh, you know, us, all one thing, this big thing, you know, hundreds of trillions of suns, it's just his power. And he teaches us, well, that's so bright. Nothing I could do with my hands. Uh, you know, whatever really be anything compared to that brightness. So you, you tend to want to do what the Lord would have you do, and, and you do it with, what do you do it with? Detachment. Not for, um, you know, not for any of those things, money, fame, any of those things. You, you do it because he's put you into position to do it. So then if that's the case, then there is no reflection on, well, now I get my reward. No, there, there can't be that. It's, you do it because you, you, you have a, a talent to do it or whatever, and you're, you're given unction and usually given the means by which you need to, to, to accomplish said task. In the end, you give the Lord glory, not you. That's the same thing as in Buddhism. It's this non-attachment, Right? And if it brings wealth and fame and things like that, uh, that's that's fine too. But it still has to be given the same process. You can't be attached to that. If you're attached to your wealth or to your fame and that's what's driving you, you'll fail. It has to be because it's a dedication to God. And if and if God wants to sweep it away like the like the mandala, wonderful, praise God. And if he if he if he doesn't, fine too. E- equally either way. And once it gets to that point, you're, then, then I'd say you're okay. But if it gets to the point like, I really need this, this, this here, God, please give it to me, and, you know, begging for more accolades and more success or any of that, I don't think that's going to work. I think you do what he has for you to do, and then the, the things he has for you will come. He already knows what you want. He, you don't have to say it. So if there is any success or good to come of things that you produce, you do, whatever, uh, uh, it, it, it's already in God's will. Whatever is to happen is already in God's will. And whatever is going to happen will happen. Whatever isn't going to happen isn't going to happen. There's no sense... You know, fretting, worrying, or asking specifically for certain things to happen because God says in the Bible, he already knows what you need, so you know not to go there. But the whole thing has to do with one one concept, attachment and detachment, right? He wants you to be attached 
to the thing he has for you to do. You know, you're attached to that task. But he doesn't want us to be expecting uh, whatever our feeble-minded outcomes may be. You just do. And so therefore, you stay in the moment. That's the whole point. In Buddhism, it may be easier to see because you stay in the moment in that meditation. But all the meditation has to do with one thing, is detaching you from you know, your concept of reality, your needs and desires and fears to detach and to focus on one thing so you can align with reality and not with, you know, because we don't live really in a time-space continuum. Everything is happening already. But it's stretched out here because we find ourselves here. Um, so we get the idea that we can beg for things and we want this and we want that. And uh, the Lord already knows because he already knows the outcome. It needs to be okay that we don't have to have the outcome. It needs to be okay that we just labor at something that we just labor at and then ask the Lord where to go, what to do, how to, you know, stay in that present time rather than, you know, projecting six months. Oh, we need this, we need that. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do it? Well, God knows, so get back in the present moment. In the present moment, there is no suffering. Once you start thinking ahead, there's suffering. Once you start thinking behind, there's suffering. But if you stay in the present moment, there isn't. So I think, you know, Buddhism's main tenet that all life is suffering is addressed in, you know, meditation. Anything that has to do with detachment from, really, ego, from, obviously, a great manifestation of attachment is pride and arrogance, right? If you have attachment, you become prideful. You can become arrogant. You can become deluded about what you are, what you have, your worth, whatever. It doesn't matter. God knows. And I think through pain, a lot of painful lessons, God teaches us to stop being attached. And a lot of people get attached to people too, like, you know, girlfriends or boyfriends or, you know, that that's very easy to do, especially if you're in a people business. And, you know, and then when you get attached, then, you know, they break your heart, right? Because it's, attachment says you get old, they're all, they're all, you know, platonic. They're all, they're they're not physical, but but there's but the, you know, it's 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 especially in a place like Facebook. You see people, you like people, then they don't talk to you again. You know what I mean? They, they may not even know that they're disappointing you, but your heart is broken. To avoid that sort of thing, just you know, remember that when you start feeling some attachment to some person or something they say or what their picture is or anything like that, you know that God's not going to bless that, right? So, you know, people get upset with social media because they think people are dissing them. If I haven't, you know, sometimes I'm not very good with the phone. I'm kind of like my daughter. We were terrible in getting back to people on things and, you know, just space stuff all the time. And, uh, you know, and people take offense and they, they get all upset. And I'm like, hey, I didn't mean anything. I, I, I Sorry. 
Well, that's not on me. It's on them. They need to change. They need to change. I finally got to, with Francesca, I finally got to the point where it was like, you know, uh, I put the call in, and then it's just, oh, she's going to call. I said, I don't, I, she'll call when she calls. She doesn't call right back. She's, that's not the kind of person she is. See what I mean? And I was fine with it. And so that's what we have to do. I mean, we have to be, to not have these expectations of what people will do or won't do, because then we're just going to have heartbreak after heartbreak when they don't do what we think they're going to do. So I hope, uh, I hope that helps. I, you know, the awareness God is giving us now is total. They are covering up tens of thousands of deaths from the vaccine. They're going to cover them all up. They, no one's going to die. Think about it. They've covered up all the deaths now. And we know that tens of thousands are dying, you know, right? We know they're like dying every quarter. There's tens of thousands of people. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough thinks that it's up to 50,000 people have died. That was like two weeks ago. From catching, most of them from catching coronavirus after the jab. So he urged you not to take it because, you know, there's a good chance you can wind up hurt. One guy I heard about, he lost the capacity of his lungs, 75%, has to live on oxygen now the rest of his life because of the jab. The blood clotting, the, uh, all the problems, all the side effects were well known to Dr. Fauci before they ever got this vaccine going. They knew how many people it was going to kill. I think Bill Gates said 10 or 15% of the population of the world. That's a lot of people. So that's, you know, hey, Trish, how about another? Yes, please. So, that, so that's the, um, you know, the thing that you face is whether you can stand up to the mind control. And, you know, which is very heavy. The propaganda is. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I'm so sorry. No wonder. I need. Good. Oh, thank you. So here's the thing, you know, it, it's, um, I guess within this, it's, it's, it's really, in living a happy life, when I've heard John here, of John and Violet, you know, on our, on our prayer group, and he's wailing in pain over, the, over all the children that they can't take care of that are dying, they're being trafficked, and the horrors of, of the third world in Pakistan... Uh, of the street urchins and the untouchables. I hear a man that's suffering. Right? Suffering the sufferings of Christ. And that kind of suffering I don't necessarily disagree with. If it leads to more and more faith. But at the same time, God put him there to feed those children. And that's what he's got to do. He cried because he doesn't have enough money to get enough food to feed all of them. So... Some have to die. 
And he, he just can't stand that. Now, I think you understand that. You know, he just can't stand that. He's on the front lines, and on the front lines, they die. The deaths in Pakistan could be directly attributed to one William Gates, Wilhelm Gates, to one Nazi, Ziegheil Gates, and Schwab and company and UN and the American military, who is also a big player in this. And you have to get used to the idea in a sense, in America, you've been overthrown. You couldn't defend your election, could you? You didn't have any law enforcement to go to. You didn't have any military to defend the Constitution. You threw constitutionalists in jail and stole the election, and nobody was allowed to say anything, then held down under COVID to where... They started lying on their media, their Mockingbird media, Mockingbird, Project Mockingbird, you know, right? The, the, the mind control of the masses. The Mockingbird media basically telling everybody that the unvaccinated are causing the sickness in the vaccinated, where the vaccinated got the vaccine to protect themselves from the sickness out of sick people. But now, you know, you understand they're admitting the vaccine failed as a way to put unvaccinated against vaccinated. They have the vaccinated want to go after unvaccinated when they have nothing to do with each other. You take the vaccine in order to inoculate yourself against sick people. So if you've had the vaccine, you shouldn't have anything to worry about from unvaccinated people at all. But they're finagling it into an, an illogical proposition that says the unvaccinated are giving the vaccinated the disease or winding up in the, in the, in the but, but, but then they say that the unvaccinated are really doing the dying. No, they're not. I think about 75% of people that get sick, they all have comorbidities. But those ones that are doing the dying are mainly the vaccinated. They say the vaccinated don't have anything to worry because it makes it much easier if they catch something that they recover quickly because of that vaccine. Now, they have no basis in science to say that. There is no data that suggests any of that. Everything they are saying now is a lie. Desperate they are to get that thing in your arm because they know. If you look at the actuarial tables of insurance companies and... Uh, Hiring flows and all that for various industries, you'll see they're planning on having to replace people in about two years. Millions of people. They say they're afraid, you know, the good doctors are saying that they're afraid of a thing called, what's it called, AES? AES. Forget the name of it, but it's a it's a thing that, that can, you know, crop up after a couple of years from being vaccinated. Um, that uh, it's the same thing old people get, you know, when they die. And uh, um, they're worried that, that that may be a factor down the road. I, I, we won't know that because we have no testing. We have no data. 
I'm not going to tell you we have data. We don't have data. We do have data on deaths. And I'll go off Dr. McCullough's reading the data. He's, he says it's 50,000 from of, of vaccinated uh, cases that have that have gone wrong. Now, we know this is true, and we also know that you don't make a vaccine for the cold or the flu. It's never they've never been successful because it mutates. Now they're saying it's 100 percent successful. You have nothing. You have greater chance of getting a having a tree fall on you if you're vaccinated than getting sick with COVID. And, you know, is that... And meanwhile, they are bringing in as many COVID positive as they can because they're going to say to the unvaccinated, hey, look, you could really get hurt from these immigrants coming in. You better get vaccinated because then it'll go easier for you if you do catch it. There's not one shred of data that proves that. Not one. Not one. So, the media that people have, have relied on, and all these people people have relied on, giving them now bad information, and you know, you know, discouraging them from being thoughtful about whether they decide to put a jab in themselves or not, you know, having a chance to look at the data. They're saying, don't look at anything, just do it. Meanwhile, you know, it looks like they're planning on replacing all these workers with new ones after the deaths of the jabbed. It looks like that to the data to me, but I, you know, I need more data to really make a, a strong conclusion. But uh, that's the way it's looking. It may very well be a death sentence to everyone that gets it, and uh, I, I don't know. We'll find out soon enough. I'm not, no, if, if they don't die, I'm very, I'm happy they didn't die. They get another chance. Will they take the next one, the quantum dot tattoo, the, uh, the 666 ID? Will they take that? I don't know. I know one thing, though. None of these countries are calling the shots. We don't have an elected uh, America. We have basically tyrants running the show and America carrying it out. We have one right here in New Mexico. She's sitting up there in her little ivory tower, and she's telling people to get vaxxed or else. And now they're lighting up the billboards again, which I hate. And here we go again. Here we go again. Here we go again. We've just been through this fake thing. And the slave training with the masks that don't work and the vaccines that obviously don't work because that's what they're saying. They're saying the vaccinated pose a problem to the, the, the unvaccinated pose a problem to the vaccinated. All that is a statement. That's a statement that states the unvaccinated pose a threat to the vaccinated. Therefore, what they're really saying is the vaccines don't work because they're supposed to work against in all situations. If I get vaccinated in a world full of sick people, I'm supposed to be, be protected, aren't I not? Am I not? So what they're saying is, it doesn't work. But we want everyone to take it anyway. Now that, that is a joke. That's illogical. That's, that's a total... People need to be called out on that and go to jail for that. 
the vaccine no longer works, so we need to get the unvaccinated vaccinated so that we'll all be equally safe. That is an outright contradiction and lie. If I get vaccinated and I'm going to go to a concert, I don't know who's there. I should be very confident that my vaccination will will help, you know, keep me safe. If I don't have at least that, I shouldn't be worried one bit about any unvaccinated person at all. If I've had my vaccination. But if I am, it would mean that mine doesn't work. And because I'm pissed, I want you to take it because it hurts you. And of course, the overall agenda is to kill us all. You know that. The overall agenda is they want to kill everybody. And then the people that are not dead, they want to monitor. They want to hybridize into a different race, a different thing, whatever, go to the stars. You know, Klaus Schwab's already wearing Star Trek uh, outfits. You hook them up to AI and they want to use the human consciousness to focus it as one, to use human consciousness to create worlds. That's right, by linking the humans. Same concept that you'll see in the Quantum Devil when that when we finally get that finished. It's coming right up. Same concept. To link the human minds, the human consciousness, so it will create a world. A world they can rule over. A world where Klaus Schwab can really break out his new wardrobe of, you know, Captain Kirk outfits. No, I kid you not, it's on that level. You're all being played, you're being hurt, you're being lied to, you're losing your jobs, you got, you're not going to have anything, you got no money, you got no nothing, it's all going to go down because of Schwab's fantasy of playing Captain Kirk. And how a guy like that can tell you what to do, I have no clue why any, anybody on earth would listen to him. He must have a lot of muscle behind him. Right, they're worried for their lives. That'd be the only way you listen to that fucking clown. That retarded boy. You know, he's just a little boy. That's all he is with a space fantasy. And I'm sick of it. You know, I'm sick of people being ruled by delusion. By selfish little boys with their fortunes. And their petulance. And their insolence. And their insubordination to the people who supposedly are the voice of freedom and who who give the leaders their jobs. I'm sorry, but the leaders are now laughing at you, disrespecting you, not taking any jabs. They don't take anything. They've taken no jabs in India, no, no jabs in China, no jabs anywhere. This is the killing field here. Us in Europe, that's where they want to replace everybody. 
That's what they're doing. War? We can't wage war. We don't have any might. We don't have any generals. All the generals defected to their side, except for lower ones. I told you how many Satanists there were in the world. I told you how many. They all pretty much went to the devil. Every last one of them. And you people are like the retard, like this little cluster of, of, of difference that you were never supposed to be, you know, that they, could, they couldn't get you, they couldn't program you, they couldn't, you know, and, oh, they want you. Yeah, they want you bad because they see you're a child of the Most High God and they just want to kill you. You know, they want you out of here so they can have their little world. But who knew how many people, and when I say Satanist, I also include people who look the other way, who know better. You know, you people are not fooling God. He'll reject you for that. You might as well become a flaming Satanist because he's going to, Maybe even make an example out of you. Weak people who nod, wink. Ah, yeah. Got them under control. I'm teaching them to take the vaccine. That's why it's good. We've got a place for you at the table at the end of your life. (laughs) No, they don't. They have no place for you at the table. You who are the liaison to the population of people that are still thinking and still awake and aware... Uh, you people are going to be the first to be shot in any kind of war. Along with the true believers, the people in anti-fund, all these other companies of the Black Lives Matter who really believe in their movement, they're going to be shot. They don't want true believers. All they really want is people that will obey and not think. I don't think anyone sees this as a United States issue. There is no United States issue anymore. This is a, a globalist push, and no government on earth has any power. All the power belongs to a few withered old white guys anchored in Europe. It's mind boggling. Oh, yes, and of course, they're the biggest funders of Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, and all the rest of it. Why? Because it's all part of the overthrow. These people are just stooges, dupes, uh, halfwits. You have to be intelligent to figure this stuff out. Um, you know, thinking, breathing, you know, reasoning, people that can reason together. These are people that can figure it out. But people that are just wrote, they just, you know, they're, they're just not open to anything and they just take the propaganda and the other view is, is rejected. Their minds atrophy after a while because they're not using the mind to, to, to process. When you process information, your mind stays sharp. When you stop processing information, 
your mind, you know, becomes lazier, right? It, it, it doesn't think so hard, doesn't try to reason, doesn't try to come up with a solution. You don't use your brain as much, and it atrophies. If you just do what you're told, you become feeble. You become unable to think or reason. You become a simpleton. So anyway, on top of the danger of all this stuff, that they could go nuts and just start, you know, doing this full-on, you know, peak Orwell police state, you know, actions. It's not God's time. I mean, it's not Satan's time. It's not the time God has ordained for Satan to do whatever he's going to do to have his new world order, whatever. It's not, it's not that time. It is a time of judgment, chaos, breaking people, right? Taking people to the breaking point to get them to what? Repent. What does that mean? It means stop worshiping yourself. Stop worrying about your own you know, future. You, there are, is no such thing as future anyway. So knock that off. And turn back to God. Put your focus on God. Put God first. Acknowledging that there would be nothing here without God. You wouldn't even be having your own little angst without God. You wouldn't even exist. So, therefore, must acknowledge reality, God, and then reason will return. But no acknowledgement of reality and no reason will return. You'll just be a rote Actor, just doing what you're told. And it's uh, about it for today. I just, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I go ahead and expend a lot of energy in this podcast trying to, you know, trying to wake people up and trying to, you know, really get them to understand the the time they're in that there's no governments in the world anymore this is the oligarchs running things you, the, the 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 iron fist has now come out of the velvet glove and you can all see it that's what rules the world not these countries that's all a ruse and you know they're telling you to take the vaccine they're also telling you they want to depopulate by you know, 15 or 20% right off the bat, and then more before 2030, certainly. And so that the culling of the population has begun with the jab. But that's not all. There are more jabs to come, and there's more technology to come. I think there's also the desire to hook people up to AI. So I don't think it may kill everybody. I just think that... uh, you know, there are dangers, that's all. There's dangers and there's a certain amount of people that, that look like they're going to die. We won't know this, though, for two more years because they didn't test the data. All the animals that were tested with uh, the mRNA vaccine, which is not a vaccine, they all died. And apparently Fauci enjoyed watching dogs die. He used to do experiments with chimeras, you know, making like dog and human and, you know, insect and dogs, and and then he'd torture them to death, have them fight each other, and he he got off on it. (laughs) 
And of course, we call that pedantic. Children like to mess with animals and hurt them and torture them. They don't know better. He never grew up beyond that. He still does it. So you're looking at a monster. An actual, living, breathing, genocidal, you know, beyond Hitler monster. Celebrated by the left, of course. Because, you know, their root affiliation is in godlessness and death. Anything that leads to human suffering, death, abuse of children, they love. Anything that leads to total ignorance and arrogance and stupidity, they love. Everything that they have said in their papers and their scientists, none of it makes any sense unless you allow lying. And I believe the only reason they lie is because they don't know the difference between truth and lie. Because they've gone so far down the road that they've actually become fools. Fools with PhDs. With their little science. Remember the global warming people? Remember how stupid they were? You remember how none of their data added up so they fudged it and they lied about it? And even when they lied about it, they said that there will be no Arctic Circle, there'll be no polar bear, there'll be no ice, right? There'll be nothing. There will be nothing anywhere. Then lately they said, we only have 10 years to live, and I understand what that means. Occasional Cortez. Yes, she said that, uh, along with her buddy Greta, that there's only about 10 more years to live. So I did the math when she said it. That brings us to the year 2030. She's right. They do plan to kill everybody by 2030. So she said, the people are not going to live beyond 2030. They'll make it look natural, won't they? They'll, They'll make it look like drought. They'll make it look like, you know what it is here every day now? Smoke. We don't have sunrises or sunsets. We have smoke. You know why that is? Because they light fires. Now, the, you know, when I say the left, uh, the right, uh, I don't even know what the right is. When I say the left, I mean the left-handed path. When I say the right, I guess I mean the righteous path. So there's not many on the right who claim to be right. They're not. That's why the Republican Party and the Democrat Party is pretty much the same thing. So I'm not really interested in voting. If after you know Trump uh, totally f- fell down and, and, and threw up all over himself and became an absolute idiot, um, you know he the warp speed vaccine thing and the trouble where people are in now with it. It's it's just. I'll tell you what, the only way I would really forgive the guy is if he actually comes out and says, folks, I thought it was going to be safe and effective and I was wrong. It's part of a eugenics program. I I wish somebody would say that. You know, that that's that's someone like him, you know, and and to apologize for the trouble. And also the 50,000 dead that he inadvertently caused 
Don't just look at Cuomo. Look at you. Trump's just as bad. I know a lot of you guys like Trump, but I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, I mean it's not so much Trump you like. It's that you hate tyranny. You don't like, you know, the Biden tyranny, the, the Obama parties at your expense, how they laugh at you. They laugh at you little people, you little disgusting people. I know how they feel about you. Same way they feel in Pakistan with the kids on the street. They hate kids. Kids would be seen and not heard. But God sees all this, okay? This is not only not the time of Satan, this is the time of God's smackdown. And I believe these people will not actually live to see their new world order. I'll take it one step further today. Oh, they think they're in the winner's circle already. I know. And I don't know how God's going to get us out of this. I don't know what, what he's going to do. I don't know how this is going to happen. But I don't do know that the Lord interferes, uh, moves. Nothing is going to end up happening without the Lord's, you know, not unction on it, but, but out of God's will. Nothing. So what happens to all this suffering? Well, <laughs> you know, it might be complicated to find out. Well, what about World War II? Well, what about the Iraq War? Well, what about poisoning? Well, you know, things happen, but then again, there's also justice that happens. It also swings the other way. One thing is clear. God's not going to end suffering for us. But the other thing that's clear is that we don't have to suffer so much if we would just get our minds out of the programming that you have to become something or do something or fix something or be something then you know you're when you finally understand you're right right in this moment and you don't are not attached to any outcome and you don't need god to you know beg god to do stuff for you and it's and you've got you're at, at peace in that moment in that second there you have you have victory And that victory comes from when, when you put focus on God and not on yourself. And that, that's like, you know, I, probably what's going to be happening is that focus is going to become more and more and more clear to more people. And so why would God allow all this to happen? It'd be like, well, it'd be like, hey, put your attention on the Lord because he already knows what you need. And with that, I'm going to bid you shalom. Uh, we've been a happy uh, group today. I can see pretty rip-roaring. I, what I would say is this. What you got to do is, you know, just advice. What we all have to do is, you know, you know, some of you that beat yourself up, we got to stop that, obviously. But we have to know that God's got us right where he wants us. and And we just need to... Focus on that, like on what, where he's going and not so much on our own, you know, underachievements or our own sin patterns or our own, you know what I mean? It's got to get out of our head and out of our suffering and on with him. I think the Lord wants us to have joy despite the circumstances. You know, I see the kids dying. I know that happens and that's a bit of sorrow. I see people having victory too and that's joy. 
Well, it may be a little bit bittersweet, but I mean, it's, it's, it's better to be bittersweet than just bitter. And I'll see you next time. <laughs> we have to get something to play here. Yeah, judgment thing now. Here we go. They want us to eat a crumble cake. A crumble cake. I like crumble cake. But not so much now. It gets everywhere. Wake up. Wake up. In the night. You can't sleep. Can't get it can't right. Get it right. All those thoughts, they bruise. Down in the darkness like a Five G on the line. We're streaming now, well in time. I can live like this anymore. I can take it anymore. But it's still a crumble cake, love. You see that, right? Still the crumble cake. Crumble cake. La 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 la. Echo, echo, echo chamber. Those kids, monastery.